degrees. This has been your weather forecast from the WSIC Weather Center. Well, good afternoon, Lake Norman, and welcome to Town Talk. We're coming to you live from WSIC, the Real Talk studio nestled on the banks of beautiful Lake Norman, streaming worldwide from the Hague, Holland to Utahville, South Carolina, population 237. I'm your host, Bill Russell, president of Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce the largest chamber of commerce in the Charlotte region. My guests today are Mike Dyson. He is the executive director. Becca Levy, who is the advocacy and outreach manager for the Ark of Union in Cabarrus County. And John Anarello, the former mayor of Huntersville, 2015 to 2021. John, you didn't know uh, Utahville was one of my first chamber gigs, right? No, I didn't. Tri-County Regional Chamber of Commerce. Matter of fact, we were so excited. We had a ribbon cutting when we did a stop sign down there at Strickland's uh, Quick Stop. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was one of my former lifetimes ago. Big day coming up tomorrow. We got Thanksgiving, and uh, station owner Jessica Zeppies has been asking people, assuming you have the traditional Thanksgiving holiday lunch or dinner, uh, cranberry sauce, are you going to eat it out of the can, or are you do you do you do it to have the berries? Or how do you do your cranberry sauce? It's out of the can. Out of your can. John? I don't eat them. <laughs> You don't eat cranberries? No. Okay, Becca? I hate to admit it, but I don't eat cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the other question he asked this morning, stuffing or dressing? Stuffing. Stuffing. I am actually neither. You don't do the cranberries and you don't do stuff? Do you do? Do you do turkey? I do turkey and mashed potatoes and string beans. Okay, that, okay, Mike? Dressing. Dressing, I like dressing too. I actually make the dressing. I was telling just this morning, we have my, my grandmother Feimster. She always made it in little pies and put it in a cast iron skillet. What's the dessert? Oh, well, we got the pumpkin pie, apple pie, all kinds of pie, lots of pie, lots of pie. John, I'd say about the same as us, and then maybe a little bit of pound cake of some sort. My my wife makes. So, Becca. We typically do cheesecake. Cheesecake. See, my grandmother, uh, Russell, made a French apple pie, and it was delicious. Uh, Justin, what's your dessert? Uh, traditionally, uh, I'm a pie guy. I'll pretty much eat anything sweet that's put in front of me, though. It, it gets dangerous <laughs> around here. But let me back up real quick. You just let the former mayor of Huntersville get by with no cranberry sauce and no stuffing or dressing What's going on? Is this guy getting weak over here or what? What's the deal? Or is it too many laps in the pool? What's no, going no, on No, no, I'm days? saving myself for dessert. Oh, <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Well, Justin, I don't even know if you know that. Here's some Thanksgiving facts from the North Carolina Chamber of Commerce. First off, poultry is the number one agricultural industry in North Carolina. Poultry. It creates 148,000 jobs. $40 billion in economic impact, and 42% of North Carolina farm income is represented in that. It supports 5,700 family farms in North Carolina. Interesting facts about I, I have one, too. I just read today, 31% of all the turkeys in the United States come from North Carolina. Really? Okay. 31%. That's impressive. That is impressive. Well, we're, we're here today. We got Mike and we got Becca, and we're going to talk a little bit about the ARC. And a lot of folks may not know what the ARC is, so I'm going to throw it over to you, Mike. What is the ARC? The ARC is a organization, it's a national organization that uh, advocates for the rights and opportunities for persons with developmental disabilities. Uh, we've been in business since 1960 at a national level. Of course, Becca and I are with the Union Cabarrus branch of that. There is the ARC of North Carolina, 
which serves a lot of Mecklenburg County. And then, uh, of course, above that, you have the Ark of the U.S. So we are um, constantly advocating for the rights and the opportunities for individuals. And uh, we try to coordinate services for those that come to us. Uh, the Ark has always been here, and, and um, it's, it hasn't always been known as the Ark. It's gone through some politically correct name changes over the years. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know what the Ark really stands for right now, but the ARC is a uh, is an advocacy group for persons with disabilities. Um, your comparison, Union County. There was a Mecklenburg County ARC. Is there a Iredell County ARC? There is. There is an Iredell County ARC. Uh, Mecklenburg County ARC. The, the people in Me we have absorbed a lot of the Mecklenburg County programs, uh -huh. uh, specifically the Action Clubs. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, we absorbed Steve, uh -huh. and then <laughs> since we absorbed Steve, we absorbed all the other Action Clubs. So um, we do serve a lot of uh, people in Mecklenburg County as well. Uh, even though we're charging you, you can bear us. We do, there are no lines drawn that we can't go and serve wherever, the, wherever we're needed. And, and, and talk about your role at the ARC. Well, my role as the executive director is to um, raise money. I guess that's what all of us nonprofit execs are doing these days. But also to help coordinate the services, uh, to make sure that we are, we are where we are needed and uh, that we have the resources to meet those needs when we find them. And that's, that's my role. Uh, we're, we're currently, um, the ARC of Union Cabarrus is probably about 10 years old now since the merger of the two mm -hmm. ARCs. But the ARC of Union County has been around for a long time. And uh, we have a lot of good support and a lot of good people behind us. And we're just continuing to grow and meet the needs. And, uh, you know. Different arcs do different things. We're mainly advocacy. Well, speaking of, you're you're the advocacy director. What 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 is your role, Becca? I'm here to um, support any family that needs it. I provide advocacy services, um, like supporting IEP meetings. Um, so if a new family is going into IEP meetings and has no idea what it is or anything, I'm here to guide them through that process. And I was reading in your bio that you 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 were pulled into this. You, it was almost like a calling, right? Yes. Well, ever since um, basically high school, I knew I wanted to work with special needs, um, and I've gone through many different uh, jobs in this area in this community. Um, I worked for a camp for four years, where I worked hands on with about eighty. Uh, 80 campers, mm -hmm. ranging from the age of 6 to 25. Um, I lived with them for about four months every year. Um, and then I was also an RBT, which is a registered behavioral technician. Mike, talk about how you uh, got into the ARC. Uh, what led you to uh, be executive director here? Yeah, I have been in this field for 30 years or more. I uh, started when I was 12. Um, <laughs> not really. But um, I was working in the hospital as a management group that worked with several hospitals in South Carolina. We talked about that earlier. And uh, <clears throat> back then they have, used to have the old HSAs, regional health groups. And I was at a meeting of the regional HSA. One of the guys who at the HSA said, Mike, have you ever thought of getting into working with uh, disabled adults? And I said, well, I've really never given any thought. And he said, we have a group down in Barnwell, South Carolina, that's looking for an administrator. They're starting some residential programs and thought you might be interested in it. 
So that was my entry into the field, and I worked with them for several years, then had the opportunity to come to uh, North Carolina and work with the Beckerbar Autistic Program, and then from there with UMAR, and then from UMAR to the ARC. So it's just been a transitional to this point. So I'm very excited about being here and looking forward to what the ARC has to offer. Um, we work very closely, um, John and I do, with, with Steve McElwain, and when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about Steve's role and, and what he does with our Action Club. And, uh, John, we want to get into a little bit about what is the Action Club, it's, which is sponsored by our Lake Norman Kiwanis Club. You've been very, very involved in that uh, over the years and very supportive of, of our Action Club. So for those of you who are with us on the radio, we want you to stay with us here on Town Talk at WSIC. I'm your host, Bill Russell, and when we get back, we're going to be talking more about the ARC and the Kiwanis and a little bit about the town of Huntersville, John. So stay with us here on Town Talk, WSIC. Those of you who are streaming with us, uh, Becca, we, we have a number of uh, media platforms that we're on. We're on Twitter, which is now X. We're on LinkedIn. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook, uh, Truth, and a few others out there that I'm probably not even thinking about. But uh, for those of you who are streaming with us, we're going to talk about a few chamber activities we've got going on. We are actually closed. The Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce is closed on Thursday and Friday in observance for Thanksgiving. Um, but on the 28th, next Tuesday, we have a Huntersville Connection meeting. It's a Zoom program, 7.30 in the morning to 8.30. Uh, you can join, call, call the Chamber of Commerce, get the Zoom credentials, and basically via Zoom, they go around and talk a little bit about who they are and what their business is and, and kind of just network, but they still do it virtually on that particular medium. On the 30th uh, of uh, this month, we're going to have our BizNet, 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock. And, John, what that is is a chance, if you're a Chamber of Commerce member, you can come and find out a little bit about how you can manipulate the website, get around on the website, put put up and get more information on it to promote your business. So a little bit of um, teaching about how to get the most exposure for your Chamber membership. On the 30th also, we have a Home Trust for the Holidays taking place uh, at Home Trust Bank, 530 to 7. That's at Nat Bynum Lane beside the Chick-fil-A. So again, if you have an opportunity, 537, come out to Home Trust Bank for a little bit of business networking. Several community events coming up. The 12th Annual Light Up Cornelius, Saturday, November 25th, 4 to 7. Christmas in Davidson, November 30th and December 1st and 2nd, 6 to 9 in Davidson. And Friday, December 1st, 6.30 is Christmas in Huntersville. John, I know our Kiwanis always participates in Christmas in Davidson. We sell cotton candy. Uh, I remember one year I had more cotton candy on me than I gave out. Uh, the cotton candy machine was just whipping stuff everywhere. Do we still do the cotton candy? We're, we're doing uh, two cotton candy machines this year, and I've also uh, done that. And <laughs> it is sticky. It is sticky. It's all over you. And uh, But people line up. I think it's one of those things where... Kids have been asking for cotton candy since the year before, and as soon as they see it, they have to line up. So you might have 10, 15 people waiting online for cotton candy. And guess what? I don't eat cotton candy either. So. <laughs> well, uh, how much do we sell it for? I don't know, probably like $4. $4 for cotton candy. Yeah. Very popular out there. Well, thank you for streaming with us. We're going back live on the radio in just about 10 seconds. 
Oh, we got 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, come on out. We're, again, the, we're going to be set up where with the cotton candy machines? Well, I don't know. There are two going to be out there, but it's going to be the uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Well, that looking forward to that event. 30,000, 35,000 people. I think it is amazing. It's a great annual event to go to. Right. People come from all over. Okay, good deal. All right, we're going back live in a, probably about 10 seconds. Starting at 12 a.m. Thanksgiving Day. Now, more Town Talk with Lake Norman Chamber President Bill Russell on the new 1059 100.7 WSIC. Welcome back to Town Talk. I'm your host, Bill Russell. We're here with Mike Dyson. He's the executive director. Becca Levy, she is the advocacy and outreach manager for the Ark of Union in Cabarrus County. And John Anarella, former mayor of the town of Huntersville, mayor for three terms, 2015-2021, uh, six years, great years. A few more Ark questions, though. What's the age range of individuals you work with at the, at the Ark? All ages. All ages. All ages. From birth to death. And uh, the needs differ according to the age group you're working with, but you know there are services. I mean, it's a lifelong disability. Sure. So we're here for the entire life of the individuals, and you know we're here advocating them at each step they go through. Steve McElwain is somebody John and I have worked with. Um, in in uh, 2006, we uh, the Lake Norman uh, Kiwanis Club decided to sponsor an action club, and what that is is a club for young people with, with disabilities, special needs, uh, they have to be 18 years of age or older. And at the time, we had a young man from Davidson who was driving all the way, I think, down to Matthews to participate in the Kiwanis Action Club. And Steve met with me along with uh, Lauren, I don't, can't remember her last name, but Lauren, she was with the Ark of Mecklenburg County, asked, would our, our club sponsor an action club? And John, uh, I said, yes, we'll do it. <laughs> I did, I he's didn't been ask, heading it up ever since. I, the, the problem is I didn't ask the board. I didn't ask the membership. I just said, yes, we'll do it. And uh, we did. And, and Steve was, uh, I remember Steve was on board at that particular point. And uh, ever since then, Steve has been an integral part. I mean, basically, the Chamber of Commerce, we meet on the fourth Friday, 7 o'clock, with our Action Club. We won't be meeting the fourth Friday of, of November, December because of, of Thanksgiving and Christmas. But we will have a, a, a social, actually two socials this month, because we'll have the, the ARC social that we have uh, on the 8th, and then we'll turn around and we'll have our Kiwanis social on the 15th, where the Kiwanis chapter basically provides a meal and kind of um, we get together and we do Christmas songs and, and just have a lot of fun. But I remember that that one guy was going all the way down there and we started up the club. Uh, and, and John, you, you've been working with us uh, almost as long as I have, since mm -hmm. 2006. What, what has driven, I mean, because you've been a tremendous sponsor. John has, uh, we'll, do an, we'll do an ice cream social. Take the, I call them kids. They're 18 years of age or older, but I still call them my kids. And uh, we, we'll go out and we'll have ice cream and Carolina cones or something. And sometimes John uh, ponies up the ice cream. Sometimes it's, it's Larry. Sometimes it's Bill or Steve. But... Um, What's been your passion behind that, John? Well, uh, I think the overall uh, passion is, is just like everything we do with Kiwanis. We're trying to make an impact on one individual that will help the whole community. 
And it's just really encouraging to uh, be with uh, special needs. But as, as Bill said, you call them kids. Some of them are my age. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, we're, we, we take them, we do a street cleanup. Uh, we go out and uh, we'll do bowling with them. Uh, right close to where you live. <laughs> um, we will uh, do some of our own, um, you know, out in the community events. They come with us. And basically, we're integrating them uh, with our community. And, you know, sometimes there's a little hesitation if there's somebody a little bit different. And uh, hopefully, we're making a difference when somebody interacts with one of our special needs. But it, it, it's it's a terrific uh, – we we love the Action Club, and, and, and we can feel their love back. So uh, a couple of months – well, it was the summer. We had uh, cornhole mm -hmm. tournaments. And it's a it's an interesting uh, debate how to how to score it, how to play it, um, but we have a lot of fun with them, and and we just you know had hot dogs and hamburgers and just had a nice time. And, and let me tell you, they're pros. <laughs> they're pros. Some of them are pretty cornhole. good. Yeah, some of them are pretty good. So we like to do that, and uh, we've gone to hockey games at the Checkers. Uh, if you ever want, have you, I don't know if you've ever been, but it is a blast. Uh, there's a lot of energy in the. In, in the stadium uh, during that, so, uh, and then I actually have recruited a few uh, few kids over the years because often a lot of the uh, action clubbers are actually in high school, but they're old enough uh, to stay in high school. Excuse me, they're young enough to stay in high school, but they're old enough to be part of our action club, and so been help, helpful in trying to recruit some of them. Becca, you mentioned about the summer camp. Tell me about the summer camp that you were alluding to before we went to break. Yeah, so I used to work for a camp called um, Summit Camp and Travel. Um, it's for, there are many different ages. It ranges from 6 to 25. Um, they do have an independent living program, which is where the older groups normally are. Um, that's from 18 to 25. But I worked specifically with the age group of 15 to 25. Um, I managed all of the counselors, and I trained them, and I was in in charge of over 30 counselors, um, and each of them were in charge of about six or five um, campers. And you said you knew in high school you wanted to do this. Yes, well in high school, I he was basically my best friend, but I he has Down syndrome. Uh -huh. We would hang out every day after school. His dad wouldn't really be able to pick him up from school, so and he was on the way home, so I would hang out with him, we'd have dinner, we'd hang out. Um, and he, he's still my best friend. We talk all the time. But um, basically hanging out with him every day kind of led to me led me to where I am now. Mike, on trips to Raleigh that I would make, I would often run into folks from ARC uh, meeting with our state delegation. I'll never forget I had an appointment with Beverly Earl, Representative Earl, who's no longer there, but she's a tremendous advocate. But she was meeting with somebody from ARC. Uh, do you get a lot of support from Raleigh? We do. Uh, Raleigh, uh, of course, uh, most of the services that individuals receive are Medicaid-funded services, uh -huh. and those are allocated by the, the budget. Uh, and um, one of the key things that we deal with is something called the Innovations Waiver, and that is where the majority of the uh, residents in North Carolina receive their services. And Becky, you may want to explain a little bit more what the Innovation Services is and how that works. Yeah, so it's designed to help, um, well, to kind of provide services in-home 
um, and community rather than into institutional services for people with IDD. Mm -hmm. and, and the problem, it, it's a wonderful service. Uh, the problem is that right now there's over 17,000 people on the waiting list. Oh, wow. For these type of services. And uh, in the past recent budget, the legislature approved over the next two years, 350 more new slots. So you have a waiting list of over 17,000 and you fund 350 slots. The waiting list isn't going to get any smaller. So it is a big need within the state of getting those services. And again, these are Medicaid provided services um, for individuals. Um, but those aren't the only services that are out there, but those are the ones that we get from Wiley. Right. Becky, you were talking about your, your best friend having Downs. When we first started doing this with the Kiwanis, it was probably um, four or five years after we started the Action Club. We were having a cookout at Ramsey Creek Park, and uh, we had all the family members. And so sometimes mom or dad or the custodian or guardian uh, would be would, with them. And um, we uh, had our had hamburgers and hot dogs and we were going out. And I remember one mom came up to me and she said, which one of these uh, kids are yours? And I said, well, I'm none of them. And, and uh, I'm with the Kiwanis Club. She said, well, so you have a family member uh, has special needs? I said, no. A friend? I said, well, they're all my friends, but <laughs> no. And she said, well, well, then why do you do this? And I said, well, it's because this is what we do. This is what we do in Kiwanis. We work particularly with kids. It is a focus of ours with kids, but also with the special needs in the Action Club. It's what we do. Mm -hmm. So... Um, let me ask you a question. Uh, what kind of challenges are, do you face uh, as ARC, with ARC? Well, you know, again, it's always balancing our resources with, those, with the needs mm -hmm. and uh, trying to um, develop and create the resources to meet those needs. Right. But we can't meet all the needs, so we do a lot of uh, work with other agencies and we refer them to other agencies that uh, maybe can meet the needs. But... You know, one of the hardest things that we have to deal with, at least I do, when, when the parents call me, you know, when, a, when someone's diagnosed with a disability, usually between the age of zero and five, it's a traumatic thing that the families have to adjust to. Mm -hmm. But soon right after that, they have to face the, the trials and tribulations of public school, if that's the route they go. So that's up to age 22 that they're dealing with that. But then after age 22, everything stops. So the family's going to be, okay, I have a son that's graduating you know, from Hopewell High School. What, where does he go now? What right. does he do now? He's not in school anymore. So that's where we have to be creative and come up with something. And again, that's part of what the Action Club has done, is provided some other alternatives for individuals that you know, they can be part of the community and, and be part of it. Mike, uh, what areas do you cover? I mean, do you, do you still represent, I know you're Union County Cabarrus, but do you still reach out and help families in Mecklenburg County? Of course. Okay. Yes. So if, if a family uh, has someone with special needs, how can they reach out to ARC? Well, uh, they can uh, visit our website, which I think is currently under construction today, but we should be back up by the first of the week. But they, uh, arcisthere.org. ArcIsThere.org. is there.org is the uh, is the best way to reach us and uh, we can uh, you know leave us a message and we'll be glad to get back with them and, and uh, help them in any way we can and do you have a Facebook presence we do uh, we have a Facebook and Instagram presence Facebook and Instagram presence and certainly on the website mm -hmm. 
Well, when we get back, we'll also want to talk about um, how people can support your efforts. And when we get back, we want to talk to Mayor Anarella about some of the things that you did in the town of Huntersville. Um, again, we're going to be going over the Kiwanis and, and some of that nature. So stay with us on Town Talk here at WSIC. We'll be right back after this message from our sponsors. For those of you who are streaming with us on our platforms, thank you for staying with us. Uh, some of the Chamber of Commerce activities I didn't mention. We've got ribbon cuttings coming up. John, it's always an exciting time. You, former mayor, uh, there is no more exciting time when you open up a new business in the town of Huntersville or Cornelius Davidson, Statesville, Mooresville, wherever you're at. Uh, we're having a ribbon cutting uh, taking place next week uh, at Visiting Angels. That's at... Uh, uh, 70 Bluffton Road in Mooresville, uh, 4 to 6 p.m., and I think that's on uh, Tuesday of next week. Uh, group ribbon cutting at the, no, that's on Monday, group ribbon cutting uh, taking place at the Chamber of Commerce, and that's going to be 2.30 to 5 with Nikki Rigby, Get Real with Alcohol. She was on this program just a couple of weeks ago. Todd Levitt uh, and Jeannie Terry with Lake Norman Realty. Tony D., he is Senior Delivers Eats on the Way. And then Max uh, Cunson, uh, Max Forever Friends. He's a pet care service. <clears throat> so <clears throat> we're having those ribbon cuttings. John, got Thanksgiving coming up. What are you thankful for? <clears throat> wow. We have had an unbelievable uh, summer and year in our family. Uh, my daughter got engaged and got married, and we're expecting our first grandchild in January. Our son got engaged uh, two months ago, and... Uh, He's, we're waiting, ironically, on the SEC football schedule because she she's a Arkansas grad and wants to get married on campus. And uh, you can't get married when there's a football game. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, so we're uh, waiting on that. Uh, my wife still loves me after 34 years, so that's great. I'm healthy. I, I enjoy coaching the Hopewell swim team. I'm still working, and uh, uh, it's just been a great year. I'm very thankful. Becca, what are you thankful for this year? Um, the last couple of years since COVID, it's been a hell of a ride with my family. But I'm thankful that we're all healthy and we're all here. COVID has been tough. It was tough on businesses, tough on families, individuals. You know, the thing, you know, you brought up school. And I think the thing that I'm, I'm most apprehensive about is 10 years from now, 20 years from now, what kind of impact did COVID and the stay at home and not being able to be at school have on your generation because I got to tell you, John, when I was when I was 16, 15, 16, 17, 18, those are the formative years when you went out on dates, you went to your proms, you went to went out. That that made a big impact, and I'm I'm really apprehensive about how that's going to impact. We got about 30 seconds, Mike. What are you thankful for? Well, just uh, <clears throat> of course, uh, my family. I'm glad to have them all back in. My oldest daughter just came in from Dallas, back, and so we've got all our family home. Got my final daughter graduating from NC State in December, so uh, I'm through with paying for college. <laughs> I am so thankful for that. I got a raise. <laughs> I got a raise, that's right. So, but yeah, yeah, it's just good to have the family back and spending time with them. And that same thing. Thankful. I'm thankful for family, uh, thankful for the opportunities we have here. So it's just great living and working in here in the Lake Norman region. Yep. We'll be going live in just about 10 seconds. 
My daughter went to uh, NC State as well. Thank you again for supporting small family-owned businesses. God bless. Call now to speak with Lake Norman Chamber President Bill Russell at 844-STUDIO-4. It's Town Talk on WSIC. Well, welcome back to Town Talk. I'm your host, Bill Russell. We have uh, Mike Dyson, Executive Director for our Becca Levy, who is the Advocacy and Outreach Manager for Union and Cabarrus County, and John Anarella, the past mayor of Huntersville. Uh, but before we went on break, when we were talking about the ARC, uh, how can people support uh, the efforts of the ARC? Well, we have a lot of things going on. Uh, one thing we're talking right now is uh, we have our Operation Archangel, which is a program where we actually go out and buy uh, Christmas presents for um, kids uh, that have no other means of support. No other agency is supporting them. So the, the school systems will send us the names and kind of a small wish list of what the kids would like for Christmas. And we put sponsors together with those names and we go out and shop for them. And then uh, middle of December, their families will come and pick a big black garbage bag full of their Christmas gifts and take them home. So uh, we just got a call today that uh, they would like some more sponsors. So if anybody's interested in sponsoring a child, um, you know, let us know on our website, and we could be glad to match you up with an individual there. Uh, that's one way of support. Uh, financially, uh, we're always looking for financial support. Um, we have some other projects coming up. Uh, first year, we have our Wings for All program, which we'd love for people to help us support with that. That's in conjunction with the airport and uh, United Airlines, right? Uh, which is a wonderful program. And then... Um, we also have, uh, you mentioned it briefly, uh, we have our banquet uh, December 8th. Mm -hmm. And I think Steve is out trying to raise sponsorships for that as right. well. Steve McElwain. Yep, Steve McElwain. So um, that's, there, there, there's all kinds of ways to support. And uh, just volunteer, get involved uh, any way you can. We, we, we welcome all gifts, financial and others. John, <clears throat> we brought up Kiwanis a little while ago for people who, who might be unfamiliar with Kiwanis. What is the Kiwanis organization? Well, our credo, our mission is to help one child and one community at a time. And, you know, what does that really mean, though? It's pretty broad. Uh, but we are basically a leadership, service leadership organization. We're in a lot of the local schools, CSD being one of them, uh, with key clubs, which are student-led uh, service organizations. Uh, we also are in uh, several <coughs> middle schools and elementary schools. In addition, we sponsor the Action Club, and uh, we call, as we said, we call them kids, but they range from 18 to 60-something uh, in our group. Uh, just recently, we packaged 430 uh, turkey dinners uh, in, a, in about an hour uh, with about 65 other, six, I think it was 65 or 70 people uh, at Publix on, uh, in Rosedale. Uh, which is just an extraordinary event. We raised almost $18,000 in about a month to uh, supply all those dinners for kids. And then we support a lot of the other local charities that you hear about, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, um, Angels and Sparrows, Ada Jenkins. Lots of times it could be financial, but what we're also trying to do is the service. And as we said before, we, we bring our Action Club uh, kids as well as our Key Club when we can uh, to these events and um, you know just try to be out there in the community and and doing good 
Um, so it's it, it's it's very rewarding. It, the Action Club kids are. I'm always going to call them kids like you, Bill, but it's a great experience. John, you're so plugged in the community. You could have been involved in so many different organizations. You chose Kiwanis. Why? Well, actually, the the main reason I chose Kiwanis is because I lost my first run for office. (laughs) And very often when people lose an election, you'll never see them again. And I made a commitment that if I lost, I would get more involved in, uh, in the community. And I had a friend, Pat Jackson, who invited me for breakfast, and then I decided to join. Well, let's so. talk about that office. You served three terms as the mayor of Huntersville. And right now, if you're driving anywhere around Huntersville, there are just hundreds of orange barrels. Hun- just almost any <laughs> road you look at in the town of Huntersville has orange barrels. But, but that means... The Calvary has come. We're making improvements to our infrastructure. And it was really your board, your administration that got that ball running in your first term. And I think that's why you hung you you told Nancy was only gonna run <laughs> twice, but you, you stayed on the third term to make sure we got those projects going. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I think a lot of people have to know, and they're probably listening to us in in traffic right now, so don't don't call in. Um, But uh, most of the roads are state roads in this area, and many of the uh, projects are state-funded. But you can accelerate some of those uh, state-funded projects with your own town dollars. Uh, So we assessed that, and where we could, we put money to work from town coffers, uh, that accelerated some of these road projects. Uh, there are a lot of orange barrels now, but the big projects are still to come, the billion dollars worth of projects. And and how important was that bond package that was passed just a couple of weeks ago? Well, I think it is important. I, 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 we, we don't want to get into the whole financial management of the, the town, but the town is flush with cash. So it's good to have the ability to add debt, um, but in terms of managing the future cash flow of the, the town, and I, I know it sounds a little wonky, uh, it'll be good to have. It's just when do you issue the debt? Right. Um, because interest rates are pretty high right now. John, I, I've said <laughs> there, are, there are elected officials and there are politicians, and sometimes the politicians do what's right for their political careers, and then there's elected officials who do what's right by their community and stick to their values. You took some hard stands. I mean, when, when you were mayor, went against Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools and, and on, a, on a charter issue. Um, you, you've taken a lot of different uh, stands that some people criticized. Uh, looking back on that particular stand with CMS, I think the reason that we got many of the projects we got in this last bond package was because of the hard stand that you took. But, but talk about any regrets on, on what we did with CMS a few years ago? Well, I, my only regret is that they didn't push all the, the town didn't push all the way through with a, a municipal charter, because then we would have had these schools five years ago. Um, but you know, y- you have to try to find a balance. I mean, you have to look at what's best interest for Huntersville, although you're part of a bigger entity, whether it's Mecklenburg County or the state. And I think prior to our administration, so to speak, we very often deferred to Charlotte or deferred to the county when it wasn't necessarily in our best interest. I mean, we've been paying a half cent sales tax for 
better transportation, mass transit, uh, for 24 years now. And we do have a good bus service, but it wasn't quite what we were promised, so to speak. And I believe they're trying to do that again in, uh, in terms of another sales tax uh, for potential of a red line. And, so and let's talk about that. There, there is discussions now with Norfolk Southern, and there's the opportunities that's being raised again. What do you think about the whole concept? Do you think uh, a, a rail line on, on the current red line is the right thing to do in investing in that, or do you think we should be doing something else? Well, I think 24 years ago, things were a lot different than they are today. Um, I, I was against the tolls, uh, but the buses can get into the tolls and be to work downtown in 20 minutes, 25 minutes. The train, if it should come, would be anywhere, if I think, from around Huntersville, Cornelius, 45 to 50 minutes. Um, it would only come two or three times a morning and two or three times in the afternoon. Uh, in addition, I'm not quite sure the community wants the density that would come with that. If I could wave my magic wand right now and, and compromise with Norfolk Southern, I'd ask them to tear up the train track and put a greenway and connect Mooresville all the way to Huntersville. <laughs> and I think people would be very happy with that at the end of the day. Looking back on your six years of mayor, what do you what what are the things you're most proud of? Well, I, I think we led, which was never done before. And uh, you know, as you said, sometimes took some criticism. Uh -huh. Sometimes uh, I think we were financially responsible to a point where we didn't raise taxes for the last eight years, and no other community in North Carolina can say that and yet still built out our greenways and our sidewalks and our roads. I know we're, we're getting there. Um, I think in, during COVID, um, which a lot of people don't remember now, um, we were, or I was, one of the leaders in terms of trying to open up all businesses when many of them were considered not critical or uh, which we think, I thought they were all critical. Um, and we ended up going against the grain and having all the businesses open up much earlier than uh, would have been. And hopefully that saved a lot of family businesses because it was so ironic, right? We all know that the big boxes were just slammed with people and yet you couldn't go to a card store or you know some you know smaller shop and it was just unfair. Uh, I remember you couldn't, couldn't, a realtor couldn't sell a house and a, a car dealer couldn't sell a car in Mecklenburg County, but they could sell it any other place in, in, in the state. Um, so I think that type of leadership uh, is what was needed, and uh, I'm very proud. And, and then the last thing would be uh, the Huntersville Family Fitness, changing the management team, saved the town, uh, probably three or four million dollars. Yeah, over the last lots six of money. Years. <clears throat> well, I got to tell you, as a, as a Huntersville resident, I've been very, very excited about some of the things that you did. So for those of you listening to us, so we're going to take a break. Uh, come back with us on the other side. You're listening to Town Talk. Mike, uh, share some of the success stories that you've seen at, at, at the ARC while you've been there. Yeah. Um, some, most of our success stories are individual. Um, but I, I, I do have to brag a little bit. I don't want to repeat anything, but uh, about the action clubs and not just what 
you do for the action clubs. It's what the action clubbers do for the community. And I think, you know, as we talked about all the services and all that are, are we're always trying to get services for these individuals with disabilities. The action club actually goes out and serves the community and gives back. And I think that is, you know, is a big success on our part that we can show that you know, this population isn't just receiving services. We're actually out there in the community giving back to the community. So those are the type of successes that we want to see. But all of our successes are, are really measured individually and from family to family because each family is different and each family has a different need. And, um, you know, we, we have families calling us all the time about issues from guardianship to um, uh, any, anything that, that has to do with taking care of their child. So anytime we can provide that service, we, we feel like we're, we're, we're here for the right reason, that we can, we can meet their need. So uh, th those are the successes that I like to see. Becca, you've been on board for a year, you said. Uh, any particular success stories or individuals you've seen that uh, ARC has been able to, to bring some, some hope and light? Well, with our Charlotte Wings for All event, I did um, get some feedback from a parent saying that with that event, they are able to travel. Um, that event helped their child get over their fear of flying. Um, they have tried many times before, but they've never been able to get past security, and it wasn't until our event that they were able to board the plane. And, and Mike, before you got on board with ARC, uh, what was what was some of the things that you were doing? Uh, specifically, I was working uh, with different communities uh, across the southeast, and we were actually developing residential facilities right. for right. persons with disabilities. Mm -hmm. And uh, these were normally with faith-based organizations, the Methodist Church, the Presbyterian Church, the Catholic Church. So uh, working with these, these uh, faith-based organizations, uh, trying to meet the need that maybe uh, wasn't there in the community already. For those of you streaming, we're going back live on the radio in about 30 seconds. Um, John, uh, when we get back, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, some of the things that you've seen with our Action Club. But uh, we'll be back on the ra radio in just about 15 seconds. With our experts, Drum Landscape Supply, your local one-stop landscape shop. Call now to speak with Lake Norman Chamber President Bill Russell at 844-STUDIO-4. It's Town Talk on WSIC. Your home for non-stop Christmas music. Starting at 12 a.m. Thanksgiving Day. Welcome back to Town Talk. I'm your host, Bill Russell. We're here with Mike Dyson. He's the Executive Director. Becca Levy, who is the Advocacy Outreach Manager for the Arc of Union in Cabarrus County. John Anarella, the former mayor of Huntersville. Uh, and we have Joe Vagnone uh, with Local Biz Now, the host of Local Biz Now on the radio. Joe, welcome to the show. Mr. Bill Russell, thank you for uh, taking my call, buddy. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, we have been doing, we've been getting together on your show when it used to be Local Biz Now on Friday mornings, always celebrating Black Friday, uh, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, uh, and, and of course, we don't have our Friday show, Joe. I know. You know, and the only thing we can do, Bill, is blame it on the no account, no good for nothing, horrible new ownership that doesn't understand what a tradition is all about. Uh, Joe, I, I know you know this answer. What is Black Friday? 
<laughs> well, the, you know, Wayne uh, Wayne Bottom and I used to fight about this for years. You understand exactly what it is, but what what it should be is a whole bunch of tires moving towards uh, a whole bunch of retail stores. And it also means that uh, this is the month that all the retailers actually go in the black, which means uh, it's a really tough uh, year. Back when this the statement was made, was coined, uh, and uh, 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 November and December would be the time that would get them get them into the black. Uh, profit-wise. You know, it's, it's supposed to be defined as the very official start of the Christmas season, but I think that actually happened in the well, Halloween. Excuse me, Mr. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, what, that's what Wikipedia says. It was supposed to be the start of the Christmas season, but uh, I, I've been oh, seeing well, Christmas I decorations. I want to argue with the Wikipedia. Oh, there you go. Do you know that in 1939, Franklin Delano Roosevelt declared the fourth Thursday as Thanksgiving so he could lengthen the Christmas season? Did you know that? Yeah, I know. There's been quite a few people, <laughs> presidents that have tried to do that. Yes, yes, I, 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 I do know that. I, Bill, what, what we need to be talking about, Bill, is how we can help people try to buy local because it's not as easy as it sounds, right? It it sounds easy, but if there's a product and service that I want and it's and I can't find it locally, I find myself having to work with uh, a larger organization. So so um, I I got some I, I thought about I went to the Google, and I've got some things you, I you want went to the Google to that they can do that doesn't <laughs> cost a dime. Okay. Okay. So I went to the Google. And there's some things that really will help small business people in the area, whether you want their products or services or not. One of them is write them a good review. It's very helpful for them. Tell other people about the owner and the quality and the character of the owner. It really matters. Follow them on social media because those trackings and, and um, shares and that sort of stuff, uh, likes, really matter for, for small business people. Um, post on your social media the interaction you had That's with right. local business owners. It's very helpful. Pass out their information. It's really easy to do. Um, and use their swag. You know, if they give you a hat or they give you a, a pin or something like that, uh, try and take advantage of it. And the last thing is uh, make sure that you go to their website because people going to their website does help them. It makes them save money on their for their vendors and their and their suppliers. But anyways, Bill, those are things people can do. Um, it doesn't cost them a dime. You know, Joe, the, while the chamber might have been the voice of a small business for 35 years, you have actually been the ear uh, for small business. I mean, you you hear a lot of stuff. Uh, what, what do you hear from our small business community in terms of what do they, what do they need? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And you know, you're sitting next to my favorite you know, uh, politician. I heard you. I heard you guys talking. So I don't know whether to call him a politician or statesman. He's an elected, or elected official. official. But you're you're sitting next to uh, John Anarella. This entire community should be very pleased um, to have around. He has absolutely been a jewel and a just a core for small business people in their support. No Not question. only in his actual support, but also in um, the way that he has governed to help small businesses. It's really important that that's happening. 
Well, you're, you're absolutely right. I'm going to take both of you uh, home tonight to tell my <laughs> wife how good I was. <laughs> Joe, thank you well, very much but, for but, calling. But, but, Go ahead. Sure, Bill. Thank well, you. I, I was just going to say, Bill, if you're really asking what small business people need, yeah. it is this. It's a little bit of attention if you can give them to them. So these people that are driving down the st street, stop at the bakery instead of going to the large bakery inside the grocery store, that sort of stuff. So if you can think small and try and purchase through somebody who lives local, it will help you and your community. And I, I was sharing with Justin this morning, uh, you know, it's your small business owner that is going to sponsor some, some diving and swimming competition. It's your small business owner is going to be sponsoring the Little League baseball team. Uh, they are your family and your friends and your neighbors, and, and they're typically the ones that are involved in the community. You know, as Chamber of Commerce members, oftentimes we see it's the small businesses that join and support the Chamber of Commerce, and the larger corporations don't tend to get involved. They think of themselves as an international corporation. So you're exactly right. When you can buy that product, and I think all of us are, are guilty from time to time of, of, of going to Amazon. I mean, it's convenient. You, you can find things there, and they're going to deliver it the next day. But, um, you know, the job that you go out there when you su support a small business might actually be your own. So thank you, Joe, for calling is, in. We, we're continuing, continuing a tradition that's been going on for, I think, a decade. In spite of what Justin <laughs> has forced us to do. Well, you gotta, you got to have actually, a Grinch for Christmas, right? Is, yeah, well, actually, Bill, the truth is we're doing this because of a small business owner allowing us to speak on the air because WSIC, in fact, is a small business that supports small businesses. Well, I'll tell you, I've been very impressed with our station owner here. He is an entrepreneur. He's involved. He's community-minded. And he's a, hell of, he's a hell of a batter, actually. <laughs> We, uh, I guess you know, I, we we paid off our challenge last week to Angels and Sparrows. I washed, I think, John, I washed 200 dishes at the Angels and Sparrows. And this young man over here that owns the station, I think he was carrying ice in and taking care of folks. Uh, it was a big deal. Well, being on the board of Angels and Sparrows, thank you for <laughs> Thank you, Bill, Jay. You just saved you just saved John from having to clean that last fifty uh, <laughs> uh, plates, you know. There you go. You have a great Thanksgiving, uh, Jay. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for keeping the tradition going, my friend. I appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, we were talking about Black Friday. Uh, I don't know if y'all know, but the earliest known use of Black Friday was in 1951, when people called in sick after th after Thanksgiving, and said they weren't coming in on Friday and Saturdays, so it was considered Black Friday, and then also the police started calling it Black Friday because of all the congestion that was relative to the people going and shopping, so they referred to it as Black Friday. Well, retailers, they didn't want to take a negative connotation and, and use it, but it, just like Joe said, it was the time of year when they were starting to get out of the red and getting into the black, and it stuck. But you also had re retailers starting to get a jump on it, like Walmart, they started to have Black Thursday or Brown Thursday or Gray <laughs> Thursday because they wanted to get a little bit earlier start on that. Uh, but it wasn't until 81 that retailers actually started embracing the term Black Friday. But we have Black Friday, we have Small Business Saturday, we have Cyber Monday, Small Business Saturday. All three towns in Lake Norman 
Cornelius, <coughs> excuse me, Davidson, and Huntersville have issued proclamations encouraging our local citizens to go out and support your small businesses on Saturday. Another uh, thing that we have going on today, what is November 22nd other than a few days before Thanksgiving, well, a day before Thanksgiving? don't know. November 22nd. Is it the 60th anniversary of uh, 60th, JFK? 60th anniversary of, of, of JFK uh, being assassinated. And uh, you kind of wonder, what would the world have been like if uh, JFK had, had lived, you know, would we would we still have been embroiled in Vietnam? Because I think he was trying to pull us back out. Uh, so so many things changed, and I think what happened that day was uh, we lost a little bit of innocence uh, in, in the country as well. It was there were traumatic times after that too, yep. for a number of years. So uh, last words on ARC, Uh, we've got about two minutes reaching out to our community. What would you like to say to the people listening about ARC? Uh, What I'd like to say is that the ARC is there. We need your support, would welcome any support, uh, financial or any other way. But more important than that, we want you to know that we're here to support you, the families and uh, the family members that uh, are dealing with uh, these issues and just know that we're, we're there and we're there to help. John? Uh, we got Steve McElwain. Oh, uh, uh, we got one minute for you, Steve. And welcome, Steve McElwain from the Ark. <laughs> How you doing, Bill and Mike and Becca and John? I hope you all are doing well. I hope Bill is treating you all well. And I hope he's <laughs> going to give you all a big, huge uh, dinner tonight. <laughs> I don't know about that, but we well, told we told Mike we really enjoy having you involved. Uh, and thank you very much for all you do for our Action Club. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, one other thing I, I'd like to share uh, regarding the Action Club, you know, uh, we mentioned some things about... Uh, we how, got, we know, got 10 seconds, Steve. And how, <laughs> 10 seconds, how fantastic it was. We're serious when it comes to uh, our service projects. Thank you, Bill. All right, Steve, <laughs> it's great having you. Everybody out there, if it's Wednesday afternoon, we're talking about our towns on Town Talk. We'll see you next week. The new 105.9, 100 points.